Welcome to the CQ on Congress Coronavirus Special Report. I'm Jason Dick, Deputy Editor for News at CQ Roll Call, and we're here to provide the policy news you need to know about the coronavirus pandemic. Today is Thursday, June 18th, 2020. There was big news from the Supreme Court today that ultimately concerns many essential workers. The 5-4 to four decision forbids the Trump administration from proceeding with a plan to end the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals program. That will protect nearly 700,000 young immigrants who were brought to the United States as children illegally from deportation. These immigrants, known as DREAMers, have played a vital role in the COVID-19 economy. Senator Richard Durbin, a Democrat from Illinois, had this to say. Of the 700,000, 200,000 of them are essential employees. You may see them every day in, in many, many callings across America as we face this national health emergency. Over 40,000 of them are healthcare workers. So if you're a patient at a clinic or a hospital today fighting COVID-19 and your doctor or nurse just walked in the room with a big smile, it's because the Supreme Court said to that healthcare worker, that healthcare hero, you can stay in America. We need you. We will look at other health policy news today, but first to the economy. For the 13th straight week, unemployment claims topped 1 million. Economists say the numbers are smaller than March and April, but the cuts are deeper. Trust funds have been hit hard as well for Social Security and Medicare. And for that, we go to CQ Roll Call budget tracker David Lerman. I've been reporting on a little noticed aspect of the COVID-19 pandemic, which is the economic toll it is, it's taking on the Social Security and Medicare trust funds. Not, not many people are thinking about that right now at a time of mass unemployment and more urgent needs. But as you may know, the Social Security and Medicare trust funds were already in bad shape. Everybody knows they need a financial fix because revenues are not keeping up with the benefit payments. And I talk to economists of all ideological stripes who tell me that this pandemic is only going to make the situation worse, that the net effect is with mass unemployment, even though there's some recovery now, there's a sharp drop in payroll tax revenue. And that means there's not enough money coming into the trust fund, certainly not as much money as was expected before the pandemic hit. And the result is that this could shave years off the time lawmakers have to find a financial fix for these trust funds before they become insolvent. The board of trustees of the trust funds had estimated in April that the combined social security trust fund, for example, would run dry in 2035, which sounds like we had a lot of time. But that analysis did not take account of the pandemic. There wasn't enough time when they did that report to have any guess as to what the economic effect of the pandemic would be. And we have some indications now that it could quicken the time by which the reserves are depleted by years. And the Bipartisan Policy Center did an analysis that found that it's possible that depending on how severe the recession is, that the, the reserves could be depleted by 2024. So it gives you a sense of just how much of an impact this could have. So that's something to be watching for. Uh, and, and the key is how long will the economy be in a downturn? How quickly can the recovery happen? And that'll determine uh, how much quicker these reserve funds are depleted. 
Now to CQ Roll Call's Mary Ellen McIntyre, who has this take on contract tracing. As the number of coronavirus cases is rising in several states, including Oklahoma, where President Trump will hold a campaign rally on Saturday, states are under pressure to take steps to make sure that their contact tracing programs are up to par. Contact tracing is a public health tool to identify the contacts of someone who has been diagnosed with an illness, in this case the virus that causes COVID-19, and inform them that they may also have been exposed to the virus. Those people are normally told that they should quarantine or self-isolate in case they also have the virus and to then prevent them from passing it on to even more people. The Trump administration has so far left contact tracing efforts primarily up to the states, which has led to a somewhat of a patchwork system across the country, with some states relying more on volunteers and others hiring furloughed workers to do contact tracing. As people venture out more, contact tracing could get increasingly difficult. People who are sick will likely have been in contact with more people, and some experts are also concerned that people may be less willing to cooperate with contact tracers as the pandemic goes on and continues in the coming months. But experts also say that contact tracing is as important as testing, which has been a huge focus in the U.S. in recent months, but contact tracing has not gotten as much attention. More to come on this soon from CQ Roll Call. CQ Roll Call's Emily Kopp is up next on some evidence that masks help contain the virus, even though not all politicians agree. As a larger body of evidence emerges that wearing masks is crucial to mitigating the pandemic, paradoxically, the issue is becoming more controversial. A research article recently published in the journal Health Affairs found that in the 15 states plus DC that have issued mandates for mask usage in public, as many as 450,000 cases have been averted. That's because SARS-CoV-2, the virus that causes COVID-19, likes to hang out in the upper respiratory tract and can be transmissible before somebody experiences symptoms. Wearing masks can stop the spread of respiratory droplets caused by talking or coughing or sneezing. But as the weather warms and brick and mortar stores and restaurants and bars open up, the pandemic is fading from many people's attention. We know not everybody is wearing masks. That could be driving the record daily case counts we're seeing across the South and Southwest. Meanwhile, the president and the coronavirus task force have not had a press briefing since April 23rd, over a month ago. And Trump's messaging on mask wearing has been in contradiction with his own administration's experts at the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. He said to the Wall Street Journal today that he thinks mask wearing has become a way for people to signal their disapproval with him. But both the CDC and the WHO stresses people should wear cloth masks where social distancing measures are difficult to maintain especially in areas with ongoing community transmission. Still, we haven't seen many retailers or politicians require them. Costco and Apple stores require customers to wear masks, but Walmart and Macy's do not. The California Department of Public Health today released updated guidance that requires Californians to wear a face covering in most settings outside the home. On the other end of the spectrum, Nebraska Governor Pete Ricketts, while encouraging people to wear masks in public, said he wouldn't allow cities to require them and would withhold federal grants to cities that did. That's it for June 18th. For the CQ Roll Call Newsroom, I'm Jason Dick.